So, I am making a confession at this point that uh, I'm not really prepared for Advent. I seem to have missed most of the month of November. After the Mass yesterday uh, evening, and we were walking back uh, to the uh, office, I made the comment that, boy, it's really dark all of a sudden. I missed the time change. I missed All Saints Day. I missed All Souls Day. I missed over three weeks with a foot problem that I had that uh, turned out to be a real miracle for me. And I spent uh, three weeks in pretty serious pain uh, on antibiotics and basically immobile in bed. I had a terrible foot infection uh, that hit suddenly. And uh, finally, after a week of just lying in bed and being worthless, my primary care said, go to the emergency room. And I did. I went on a Friday, and uh, by Sunday morning, I was in surgery. I had two surgeries on my right foot uh, and uh, was in the hospital for six days and wound up uh, uh, having uh, my right toe, big toe, removed. It was the source of all the infection, and I was instantly out of pain when that happened. I'm fine. I just have to wear a little surgical boot until my surgeon says it's okay not to wear it. So I'm struggling to get caught up here really fast on Advent. Uh, but what helped me a lot was an amazing thing happens when a Catholic priest winds up flat on his back in the hospital. People come to see me. <laughs> I, I should have put a sign on the door that said office hours, I guess. <laughs> but it was amazing to me to be able to, to pray with and to be with uh, some of the most precious servants of the Lord in the world. The people who work in hospitals, the nurses, the doctors, they all came to talk to me. Uh, and I enjoyed that. Because I got a glimpse into my life and yours. This world is a hard place to live. There is bad stuff going around in the world. Confronting our little children, our teenagers, our grandkids. Confronting all of us. It's a difficult place. There is evil in the world that is attacking God's people, including us. And we struggle and fight. And I was reminded when I was reading the lessons uh, for today uh, from our first lesson from Isaiah, uh, that that's, talk, that's us. Isaiah is talking our story here. Uh, people would come to me in the hospital and say, I don't understand why this is happening to my family. We go, to, we go to Mass, we, we do what we pray, we're trying, and yet things keep getting worse for us. We can't buy the things that we need anymore. We can't afford this. 
we're getting these weird sicknesses and now we're finding out that all these vaccines may not be what they were advertised. Why? Why, Why is the Lord doing this? And when they would come to me and we would pray, I would remind them what I'm going to remind myself now and remind you that God isn't finished with us. His rescue mission continues. And we're in his bullseye. Not the enemy. The enemy wants to take us down, but we don't belong to the enemy. We belong to the Lord our God. And so Isaiah, in our first lesson today, is singing our song, especially the verse that's uh, Isaiah 64, verse 1, where I was, I was reading that in the Hebrew, and there's a funny word that's used in it. Lu uh, karata shamayim ad raka. Oh God, that you would rip open the heavens and come down. God, why do you allow us to drift away from you? Why do you permit bad things to come upon us? Oh, that you would tear open the heaven and come down. The Hebrew word karata doesn't mean just open up the heavens. It means to rip them apart. Oh, that you would rip open the heavens and come down. My brothers and sisters, he's, he's already done that. We're going around singing that same song as though God hasn't already come to us. He has already ripped open heaven and come down to be among us as a little child born to a virgin mother in an out-of-the-way place, in a corner of the world, in a country occupied by a foreign power, to parents who are homeless. He's already ripped open the heavens and come to be among us. And we go around acting as though he's done nothing. What that means is that we've forgotten something very important. And that's why we need Advent tremendously this year. We need it every year. We need to hear the story of how this rescue mission started happening to us. Yesterday I spent about oh, a couple of hours in confession uh, at another parish. And as I walked in to hear confessions, lo and behold, Father Blick came too. So we got to, we were covering for an entire parish yesterday. And we were reminded again, when people like us come to confession, we always forget. We always forget what's already happened to us. We come to confession and we say things like, I did this. I don't know why I did this. I gossiped. I looked at pictures I wasn't supposed to look at. I said words. I, was, I don't know why. I, I, I missed Mass on Sunday. I don't know why. I, I drank too much. I ate too much. I had bad thoughts in my mind. And oh yes, my, my prayer life's not very good. Oh, you think? That's the most important part of it. It's the lack of prayer in our lives and in our hearts that leads to all those other things. You know, somebody sent me a card one time that I actually put up on the wall of my office at another church that said, Dear Steve, 
You can save valuable time every day when you get behind by skipping your prayers. Love, Satan. See, we forget when we have things gang up on us that Jesus has already acted decisively in our lives. He's come to us. That's what Jesus, our Emmanuel, our God with us, means. So we come to Advent getting the privilege and honor once again to take our front row seat as the greatest story ever told plays out before us again. You see, in Advent, we look basically in three different directions. We look backwards to the past as we represent to ourselves the story that is the greatest story ever. The story of God ripping over the, open the heavens and coming to be with us. And staying with us. Not making a guest appearance and leaving, but staying with us. Now, there's some people who say, no, you can't look backwards in time because that's already happened and it's way in the past. Oh, really? What do you think we do every time we read the Word of God? We look backwards into the past so that we can understand what He has done and continues to do and will always do because He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So we look backwards in time to the story that defines who we are. People come to confession and they think, like we always do, that our sins define who we are. No! What defines us is what God thinks about us. And He's not angry with us. He loves us. Remember, He is the one who loves us so much that He ripped open the heavens and came down into this world and gave us His only begotten Son so that all who believe in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. We have forgotten that part of our lives. So we do have things that gang up on us. Like I told many of the nurses and even the doctors who came to me, you've got to remember who's with you. You can't do this life by yourself. No one said we could. We're not supposed to do this life by ourselves. That's why God ripped open the heavens and came to us to be with us so that He can do this life that we live with us and for us. See, it's all about Him. So we do look backwards to the past and we rejoice at this incredible story that plays out once again during this holy season of Advent. We also look around. We don't just stop with that. We look around in the present to see what this gracious Lord is doing in our lives today. People tell me, I just don't think God hears me. I don't think God is even really interested in me anymore. I said, when they tell me that, I said, well, when did you stop praying? So I can tell, so can Satan. When we stop our prayers, we try to disconnect from heaven but see, Jesus has made a permanent connection in our heart, in our mind, with the greatest power in the universe, Him. We have a permanent connection that's hardwired into us 
faster than the fastest Wi-Fi speed on earth, and we can't disconnect it. We don't have the power to do that. We can't undo God's love for us. And He will never disconnect from us. So our big problem when we look around in the presence and we don't see the miracles taking place, if we don't see the blessings, then we're not really trying very hard. I tell people all the time, I did yesterday, I did in the hospital, that there are only two ways to begin every day. And we always pick the wrong way to start the day. We somehow think that when we get up in the morning, the very first thing, we need to start listing all of our grievances. Here's all the junk I've got to deal with today. These things that I couldn't do yesterday. I've got a toothache. My toe that I used to have hurt. People don't care about me. We start listing our grievances. That's wrong. No, that's... Satan's plan for your day is to start with listing your gripes and grievances. No. Start by counting your blessings. Well, Father Steve, I just don't see any blessings in my life. Things. What? You're talking to me with a voice, aren't you? Are you still thinking? Yes. Can you see? Yes. Can you hear? Yes. Do you smell? Do you taste? Can you take steps? Do you have a roof over your head? Do you have a car to drive in? Do you have people who care about? What do you mean you don't have any blessings? That's all that we have. Blessings. We came into this life with nothing except the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. And He multiplies His blessings in our lives. If we say we can't see anything He's doing in our lives, we've stopped praying. We simply have to focus on Him. So we do. We focus on the past, the greatest story ever told. We focus on what that greatest story ever told is doing in our lives today. And yes, we look to the future when He will come again with the angels and the archangels to be our judge. For we will all stand before Him to give an accounting for how we lived our lives. So what will Jesus see in us when we stand before Him? What defines us? I already told you. Our sins don't define who we are. Our brokenness doesn't define who we are. We're defined totally and summarily and completely by the love that God has for us. He tore open the heavens and came to be with us and remains with us. And we get in trouble when we forget that. So I've got to tell you, most of the time when people came to me in the hospital, it's the same thing I tell people when they come to me in confession. Nearly every conversation I have and people want to pour out their troubles, I tell them the same thing. You've, got, you've forgotten something. You've forgotten the whole point of this lie. You've forgotten who's with you. You're not alone. He is with you. And when we follow what He wants us to do, we can feel His presence with us. He says this in Isaiah chapter 46, God speaking through Isaiah, saying, Harpu udeu kiano ki Elohim. Be still then and know that I am God. I will be exalted among all the nations and in your heart. 
He's with us. Advent is a time for us to remember who we really are, not what the enemy says we are, not what the world says we are, not what our own ailments say we are. No, we remember that we are precious, redeemed, rescued children of God for whom He ripped open the heavens to come down to be among us. And why did He do that? Because He loves us. What is it that He wants of us in this life? He wants us to believe Him. He didn't say God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son so that whoever understands Him will be... No. Whoever believes in Him. We believe. Yes, Lord. I believe. Does that mean it takes away all our doubts? No! But it means we have the certainty of His love in our life and His presence in our life every minute of every day and night as long as we are in this life and then when we leave this life, He goes with us over the grave and the gate of death, which are not the final resting places. Our final resting place is in the arms of the Lord who created us and put us here and then goes with us every minute of every day when our time comes to an end and His good pleasure. He carries us over the grave and the gate of death into eternity if we will be with Him. Right now we walk by faith. We believe. We believe. Then we will walk by sight. Now we see dimly as though in a mirror. Then we will see face to face. So for Advent, believe. You're not alone. He's with you. He is who He says He is. And then take the next step and trust Him. And remember that He loves you with a love that will never end. Keep that in your mind so that when you go out the doors today, you will have joy in your heart and hope so that you may be able to share this good news with those you come in contact with today. Remember the candle. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness cannot overcome it. We are light bearers in the world. His light. And He helps us to do that. Why? Because He tore open the heavens and came down to be with us so that we would not have to walk through this life alone. We walk with Him.